0: The following podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or opinion.
1: However, we do have one free bit of legal advice for you, which is...
0: Call a lawyer. Seriously, call a lawyer. If you need legal advice, call an actual lawyer and talk to them. It's that straightforward.
1: Hello and welcome to Case Dismissed, a podcast that tries to make law fun.
0: Or at the very least, less boring. I'm Karis Williams. I'm Tierney Green. And this week, we have a couple of corrections that need to be addressed. I say we.
1: Me. Tierney. <sighs> yeah. Tierney needs to address some corrections. Everything I said was completely and perfectly accurate. I want that on the record. Mainly because I wasn't talking about any of the law.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So um, I had a look and when English and Welsh law and Scottish law separated. um, At no point have they ever been the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So um, this, if anything, should tell people not to ask me for legal advice because I very clearly do not know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's
1: a good thing we're not (laughs) doing a legal podcast or anything like that, really.
0: Look... I did not guarantee
1: accuracy. I guaranteed <laughs> fuck. That's <all. laughs> In fact, if you'll listen to the catchy disclaimer at the beginning of the show, we explicitly promise the opposite, so
0: Yeah, we actually tell you we don't know what we're talking about, so you should ask someone else.
1: So on that note, Tierney, what are we talking about?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so in just to, to clarify again though, um Scottish law and English law, they kind of do intersect in some places, but it's always sort of had its own separate legal system, its own separate yeah. courts and stuff. So that's why, like, there are 15 people on a jury in Scotland, for example. Oh! Instead of 12, like, in most other places I'm aware I did not know that. Which is a question that appears on the citizenship test, and it is a question that you got wrong when I gave you the citizenship test. I don't know if you remember that.
1: <laughs> Here we should clarify that Tierney's fiance is Portuguese. Yes. And if he wants to take British citizenship, has to do... The most ridiculous test I've ever seen in my life.
0: Like I did, as a party trick, we, I gathered, I, I deliberately picked the hardest questions I could find, but they are all questions that have appeared on practice citizenship tests. I don't know about the real thing, but practice ones at least. Um, and they are ridiculous. Um, they're not things that you would need to know.
1: Like, I don't know about you, but offhand, I cannot name four different British architectural movements and examples thereof.
0: Yep, that's on there. Uh, also, when are the Four Saints' Days and what order, in what order are they in the year and what are they?
1: For the UK, so for Scotland, Wales, Ireland and England.
0: Yes, so I now know when the Saints are. I don't know when their days are.
1: Well, I know when St David's Day is. Of course you do. But that's about
0: it. <laughs> and I don't know St George's Day because I tend to find the people who celebrate it are uh, not the kind I like to associate with. Shall we say? Oof. Oof, bit controversial there, Tony. Honestly, I just think no one really cares. I think that St Andrew's Day, St Patrick's Day and St David's Day all really mean something to people in their respective countries, whereas St George's Day doesn't really mean anything.
1: That's because we've
0: been oppressed for years by the English. Can't really argue with that because that is actually really true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although as a Northerner, I would like to say, I mean, we feel... A certain level of... Yeah. And I don't know about... Oppression would not be the word I would use. I would say that we've been ignored by the South of England.
1: I think that's fair. I think that's a fair comment. Yeah, I think
0: ignored is probably accurate. I don't really think oppressed would be. So, (laughs) this week, um, I'm not going to talk about just one case. Ooh. Because I thought it would be a good idea to start, because a lot of people, I say a lot of people, have sent this podcast our first episode to a couple of people to see what they thought Mm -hmm. and give us some feedback and of course they said that we were incredible and it was the best podcast they'd ever heard
1: and hilarious
0: um that was a that's a direct quote of course no it's not really um they enjoyed it um basically a couple of people then said oh you are going to do about these cases where people sue because they've got a paper cut uh, when they read a book in america and somebody actually mentioned a specific case and i want to talk about that First, but just not as the main case, ooh. so I want to talk about frivolous lawsuits um so there are a lot of misconceptions over what a frivolous lawsuit actually is, so let's talk about it um frivolous in law is not the same as frivolous in layman's terms, so interactively, Karis, what would you say is a frivolous lawsuit? How would you define what a frivolous lawsuit is? ooh,
1: I would say a lawsuit that doesn't have any real justification but is purely brought for financial or personal gain so something that is an unnecessary and unjustified lawsuit is what i would say
0: well i was hoping i could go well actually but no that's pretty much it (laughs) yeah so in law it is basically just we're
1: keeping track of points aren't we remember I'm expecting a gold, gold star. Yeah,
0: thank Gold you. stars on, on a sticker that's all, also all on my wall. have got the castle. <laughs> Um So in law, a lawsuit that is frivolous is just a suit that hasn't got any legal merit. So I might want to sue somebody because they're an arsehole, but unfortunately, that's not actually illegal. Um, even though it should be, but it's it not. It should be.
1: Hello, Brexit government.
0: <laughs> Still not going there. Um... So I have no legal recourse to sue someone for being an arsehole. So that would be a frivolous lawsuit if I attempted to bring a suit. So when I say frivolous lawsuit, the first case which springs to mind is...
1: Wow, now I know that you want me to mention the McDonald's one with the coffee. But I also know that that is not a frivolous lawsuit. However, I vaguely remember reading a lawsuit of last year maybe where a woman's nephew hugged her hard and she fell over and broke her arm or something and she sued him for that well um i think it was in america
0: so that's not that particular case that you just mentioned um is also not what you think it is um oh I just thought I would mention the only reason she sued him was because her insurance company refused to pay her medical bills if there wasn't a lawsuit attached. So she sued him for a dollar. Oh. That's the only reason she sued him. So a lot of the time when you get these frivolous cases, there is a reason that they actually went to court. I see. And sometimes it is technicalities. So like her insurance company wouldn't cover it. So she had to go to court.
1: Well, that's just utterly ridiculous. What a waste of resources of the legal system
0: absolutely is like so that was not there was a point in doing that it's just that she had to so that's why she did so the mcdonald's hot coffee case mm-hmm. uh, also known as Liebeck and mcdonald's restaurants this has been done to death but there are still people who do not know the full truth because someone asked me if they were going to cover it because they honestly believed the spin that has been put on this case
1: which is testament to mcdonald's marketing team's power
0: I'm not sure if it was McDonald's alone, because I think there was a certain amount of media spin that just came about because people read the tagline and went, oh my god, and like rolled their eyes. I think that some of that was just... Cynicism. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know enough about that background, and that is certainly a claim that has been made. So there is an episode of Adam Ruins Everything on this, which is a really succinct summary. It's about five minutes and you can watch it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want more detail, there's a documentary about this called Hot Coffee. It does That then does go into um, the spin around the case and how that came about and how people have perceptions of this case and lawsuits in general. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about what people generally think of this case. So I want to know, what had you heard about the McDonald's case?
1: So I think I've heard the actual truth of it now. But when I originally heard about it a few years ago, what I heard was there was a woman who ordered a coffee from a McDonald's drive through mm-hmm. She then put the coffee down in her car, I think, drove away, spilled coffee all over herself, and then sued McDonald's because, unsurprisingly, the coffee was hot and got awarded several million dollars. That was the original version I heard.
0: Yeah, I remember being told at school by one of my teachers, weirdly, I don't know when, where it came about, <laughs> but they said um, that she had the coffee between her legs and she was driving and she just sued McDonald's because the coffee was hot and you'd think you'd sue McDonald's because the coffee was cold. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yes.
1: What a fool. What a damned fool.
0: Yeah, so I don't want to go too crazy on this one because i think it's not necessarily going to be the main focus of the episode and it has been done very well elsewhere but here's the basic facts mm-hmm. of what actually happened so it is february the 27th 1992
1: oh neither of us were no i wasn't even born then yet i was yeah because you're very old
0: but i wasn't a year old
1: extremely old
0: rude but not quite as old as Stella Liebeck, who was 79
1: oh well there we are <laughs>
0: She bought a coffee for 49 cents from a drive-thru mm-hmm. in Albuquerque, New Mexico. She was in her grandson's car, which was a 1989 Ford Probe. These cars do not have cup holders.
1: Ah, crucial detail.
0: Crucial detail. So her grandson parked the car because she wanted to add cream and sugar. But then when she removed the lid, the entire cup spilled into her lap. Oof. So, so far it sounds annoying and like painful, but not so bad, right? Yeah. Wrong. She was taken to hospital because of the burn, and probably because she was 79. Like, you would tend to take people to hospital when they're older, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it was determined that the coffee was so hot that it had caused third-degree burns. Oof. Oof. She was in hospital for eight days and had to have skin grafts because the coffee was that hot. Jesus. Um, After she was discharged, she was partially disabled for... Wait for it. Two years. And she was permanently disfigured by the coffee.
1: God.
0: So how hot was it? Um, They would keep their coffee between 180 and 190 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 82 to 88 degrees Celsius. That's pretty hot. That's pretty hot, yeah. It's
1: like dumping a kettle over yourself.
0: Pretty much, yeah, which would be very painful. Um, there was also a thing about her... She was wearing, like, cotton tracky bottoms Mm -hmm. um, and they basically it made the coffee stick to her so that kind of made her burns (gasps) a bit worse Um, so the defence did some experiments and they determined that at 190 degrees which is 88 Fahrenheit 88 Celsius Mm -hmm. um, coffee that is spilled would cause third degree burns in two to seven seconds (gasps) so
1: essentially the coffee was too hot
0: yeah it it, it wasn't even just too hot it was like scolding yeah so on top of that she was not even the first person to complain to mcdonald's because that she had been burned or even to sue them about it so guess how many complaints they had regarding getting burnt by coffee between
1: 1982
0: and 1992 oof gonna
1: say 50 more than 700 oh
0: wow Okay. Seven hundred. They had even settled cases for close to half a million dollars before. Wow. So she asked for $20,000, which was literally just to cover the medical bills that she'd already incurred and that she was probably going to incur, plus lost income for her daughter when she had to take some time off work to care for her. And that is all she asked for.
1: Seems pretty reasonable.
0: Yep. McDonald's offered her $800. $800. Wow. She'd already had skin grafts, which had cost $10,500, and they offered $800.
1: So what did what did she do?
0: She ended up having to go to court, shockingly, because she just didn't have the money to pay for these bills. So there was just no... Is that
1: why we're covering this on a legal podcast? It
0: is. It is. It's like, you know, <laughs> this is not anti-McDonald's propaganda. There is a reason. There's a theme emerging here. Yeah, there's a theme. Um, so the jury, when they were determining how much she got, Um, They used something that I don't think we have in the UK, although I might be wrong. So it's called comparative negligence.
1: Ooh, what's that?
0: They calculated the extent of her fault before they awarded her compensation. So they calculated that as she had spilled the coffee herself, she was 20% at fault. But the warnings on the label, they felt, were insufficient. So they said they weren't big enough. And the temperature was just so high that McDonald's was 80% at fault. So... In terms of compensatory damages, so this is sort of her compensation for the injury, they gave her eighty percent of two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, so that's one hundred and sixty thousand dollars not bad but then, but then where did you get the couple of million from? Well, they also awarded something that we we do have, uh, which is punitive damages, so punitive damages are exactly what they sound like. They are damages that are intended to punish someone so that they won't do something again or that they will make a change because this is a punishment. So the jury decided that McDonald's were negligent, and they awarded Mrs. Liebeck two days' worth of coffee sales, which is two point seven million dollars.
1: Fucking how?
0: It was either a day or two days. I can't remember if it was. I couldn't find reliable statistics. As I heard one and two, but the two point seven million is right. But that's a hell of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So especially
1: in nineteen ninety
0: two. Yeah, but she never got it. So, McDonald's obviously appealed, um, and they settled for an undisclosed figure, which was less than $600,000 before it actually got to appeal. Oh. Um, Probably because she was like, I just want you to pay my medical bill. That's all I want.
1: Yeah, and this poor woman has been disabled apart from
0: anything else. Exactly. And she was, you know, permanently, permanently disfigured. And I just think... Yeah, because obviously where she spilled it on her lap, like, the burns were in, like, her groin and on her legs, and it, like, it's, like, the worst possible place. So the McDonald's case is very much not the case that it has been spun to be in the media. So this poor lady who died in 2004, um, which means that she was pretty old by the time she actually passed away, so she was in her 90s um but she has been unfairly maligned she became the poster child she'd be in her
1: 80s if she was 72 in 1992 she
0: was 79 in
1: 1992 oh well that's me getting that wrong i thought never mind you
0: see as soon as you said that i was like oh god i shouldn't have tried to do maths on the fly because i I hadn't actually checked (laughs) i just assumed (laughs) it was me that was wrong
1: nope it was entirely i lose a gold star
0: i'll take that back off the wall um (laughs) so she became the poster child for frivolous lawsuits but it has been argued that the point of that is to protect big companies so so many lawsuits that are painted as frivolous and not what they seem to be so when you're reading about these cases you need to be critical of the facts that are presented and look around to see if there is something else going on and incidentally coffee is still served at that temperature but no one really gets sued about it anymore partly that's because of improved packaging to stop lids from coming off as easily and they've also made the this beverage maybe hot level bigger yes but it is also because of this case
1: interesting
0: so tort reform campaigners used the very very large sum that she was awarded even though she never actually got it uh, to restrict what you can be awarded in court so even though she never saw that money penalties for in- penalties for injuries have um, now been restricted this case benefited a lot of people and it's not the people who end up getting injured or killed by these things. Well, that's appalling. Yeah, so, having soundly established that Stella Liebeck has been unfairly treated, uh, they even named what they call the Stella Awards that are no longer awarded, but it's about, like, cases that shouldn't have got to court (gasps) and things, that some people named it after her.
1: So that poor woman was horribly burned in her intimate areas by a liquid that a huge multinational corporation knew was too hot they refused to pay her the money she was awarded and then she even had an award incorrectly named after her for frivolous lawsuits. Yes
0: so if you look up the um, Estella Awards they do then have a thing on their website saying okay well we now know that she, um, it wasn't all it seemed to be and they have stopped doing it since like 2007 they haven't, they haven't done it but um yeah, it was named after her, which I just think justice for Stella Liebeck.
1: Yes, <laughs> so that that should be that should be the takeaway from this episode.
0: Yes, Stella Liebeck, be nice. So having Stanley established, I think that that was not a frivolous case. Let's talk about some actually frivolous cases because they do exist. Yay, they do exist. There's just not as many as you might think. So what? I'm hoping they're
1: more fun than a women's
0: being horribly, party. yeah. Yeah, the point of this is to entertain. I just felt that on Stella's behalf, I was so upset that people still think that she was frivolous. I'm like, no, I will defend her. So...
1: (laughs) Okay, so Tierney, hit me with some actually frivolous sources.
0: What do the following have in common? The video game Grand Theft Auto, an American football player's penis, the Kardashian sisters, (laughs) former New York Governor Elliot Spitzer and his wife, Adolf Hitler... The Thirteen Tribes of Israel, the Holy Grail, the Eiffel Tower, and the dwarf planet Pluto.
1: Oh, wow. Um, I have no idea. An American football player's penis and Adolf Hitler. In the same sense. They have all tried to be... They've all been sued?
0: Pretty much. They have all been subject of lawsuits... Filed by the same man. (laughs) That's great. So, Jonathan Lee Richards has gained internet fame by being supposedly the most litigious man in history. So, I've seen a couple of different statistics, but the most reliable suggests that he has filed more than 2,600 lawsuits. (laughs) Right. So, just because the, I knew that you and I would focus on this one, um, the penis one was not actually officially filed by him.
1: I don't know what you're trying to imply with that, Tony. You know? <laughs> I feel much maligned, much like Stella Liebeck, one might say.
0: You're going to be suing me for, um, I don't know, fraudulent misrepresentation. <laughs> so, um... The penis one was not officially filed by him, but the blog above the law suggests that it's his handiwork under a pseudonym, and I I think that based on other evidence, I think that's quite likely. I don't know if it's a hundred percent true, but I just it was so funny I had to include it in the list. Absolutely. The lawsuit, in case you were wondering, um, it claims that this guy's penis was so small that the plaintiff suffered psychological distress from having seen it. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is just like. So mean. That's why I have not named the football player in question. <laughs> um, also, I don't know who he is, so I couldn't name him. But neither neither you nor I have any knowledge of American football. So No,
1: the name would mean nothing to me anyway, to be fair.
0: Exactly. I'd be like, oh, this guy. And, and saying it like it meant anything to me. And then you, you would have been like, yeah, I don't know. So from his prison cell where he was doing time for wire fraud... He handwrote and submitted thousands of lawsuits, almost all of which were dismissed before actually getting to court. I can't find any records of any of them getting to court, but I, I can't find records of all of them anyway, so I can't be 100% sure that none of them ever got to court, but I can't find any evidence that any did, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. So the reason they don't is usually because the claims he makes in the initial sh- suit can't be substantiated, and it also doesn't present evidence that is considered admissible. So, such as the one against the Kardashians, with whom he claims he has been in an on-again-off-again relationship for years. He claims that he bought them gifts with Nicole Richie's stolen credit card, including pay, playing, paying for plastic surgery for Kim, I think it is. Yeah. Um, in order to keep him quiet, he says that they launched a, quote, jihad against him. <laughs> uh, one of the cited incidents claims that Chloe took his Burger King Whopper with cheese, and that's a direct quote, and spilled it on his head.
1: I mean, that's, that's no laughing matter.
0: No, I mean, that would, that would be, um, traumatic, I'm sure. Apparently she then, like, ran away, joined Kim and said she'd be back, and it's like, okay. Um, he violated his parole after having been released in 2012, um, although he has been released again, and he's found fame online as an internet troll, although he does still periodically submit lawsuits. Um, he primarily does so now under a pseudonym, but, he does, I think, still occasionally do under his own name. Or he mentions his own name.
1: It's a hard habit to break. It
0: is. that You know, addiction is no laughing matter. And, you know, some people are addicted to styling lawsuits. Yeah. yeah.
1: Some people bite their nails. Some people see the Kardashians.
0: Yeah, exactly. So he's probably most famous for this. So in 2009, he took out an injunction against the Guinness World Records to stop them from naming him the most litigious man in history. So a lot of places reported on this, saying things like "man who has filed the most lawsuits sues Guinness World Records for saying he's filed the most lawsuits." That that kind of thing, and then they list the subtitles that he was going to be given, and they're all puns. And I can't remember any of them. I didn't write them down, so I can't quote them for you. I'm afraid.
1: Oh, you tease me with puns, and then then you don't give them. They
0: were um, yeah, I I should have I should have written that down. I will get them for you.
1: I tell you what, next episode. Guys, will be will be coming in with some litigious punning.
0: Fantastic. So the only problem with this story is that Guinness had absolutely no intention of doing this, and it wasn't even a category that they were looking at including. Oh. <laughs> so um, he, oh. so he sued them. Um, he actually did sue them, but they were like, "We have no idea what he's talking about. We have no intention of doing this," um, and they're clearly not going to now. <laughs> um, Oh dear. So when you want to register a claim for a lawsuit, you have to pay a fee. Um but because he was in prison he had no money, so he was registering forma pauperis, which is to try and stop money from being a bar for you getting justice. So he basically registered saying, I don't have any money and then he didn't have to pay any of the fees. Um
1: Ah and sorry, what's that called?
0: Informa Pauperis or Paupouris. Ah,
1: okay. Informa pauperis.
0: <laughs> yes. Um but he has now been barred from doing this in the state of Kentucky. So, if he wants to register a lawsuit, he's got to pay. Um He's also been completely barred from filing any lawsuits in the state of Georgia unless he meets a very strict set of criteria. And the judge called him a vexatious and abusive litigant. Seems a fair description. It does. Seem, it does seem pretty accurate. Although, in doing this episode, I was like, if anyone is going to sue us, it's going <laughs> <be disgusting." laughs> to it be this man. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do an episode about frivolous lawsuits and explain what they actually are because very few of them ever actually get caught. Um, And most wouldn't be a full episode without just reading the paperwork that had been submitted, which I could do because the majority of the the ones filed by this guy, I don't know if they're supposed to be funny. I have a feeling that is trolling. So they are supposed to be funny. Um, But yeah, I don't don't know. Um, The only way I could do an entire episode about one of these cases would be to just read it. And I don't think they would be very interesting.
1: Mm, I, I think we're funnier, frankly. Exactly.
0: I just think, you know, comedy wise, comedically,
1: that's the word I wanted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, let's go comedy wise.
0: Comedy wise. Uh, comedy wise
1: sounds like a late night Channel 5 show hosted by, I don't know, Graham Norton and Vic Reeves or something. I would watch that. Yeah, I would actually. That sounds like a really good show. That sounds we great. We should suggest it.
0: <laughs> they should hire us at these TV stations because A, we've just demonstrated that we're really funny and B, we've just demonstrated we have great ideas.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right, comedy wise, after after uh, case dismissed, that'll be our, our
0: new big thing. Exactly. So there are so many cases, like the one in the next episode, which do get to court and are ridiculous that we can do. Uh, but it's unlikely that there will be as many cases about people suing other people or companies as you might expect there to be. Mm. Um, which was partly why I thought let's start with frivolous lawsuits because if we we haven't started publishing yet, we're going to start publishing once we've got a few more episodes recorded. Um, but if anyone else who's not our friend that we've bullied into <laughs> listening to it actually listens to this and they start emailing us, I wanted to nip it in the bud and say we're not doing the McDonald's case because it's not a thing. Um, yes,
1: definitely. So, <laughs> good idea.
0: I think it is time to move on to the next segment. Ooh. Have you been on tenterhooks regarding the law from last time?
1: I have. I have Tierney, and I haven't Googled it. I've been good. Well done,
0: well
1: done. So, shall we remind everyone what the, um, what the question was?
0: Previously on Case Dismissed. <laughs> so, <laughs> in England... It is illegal to be drunk in the pub, true or false?
1: And I guessed true, I think. You did. Because that just sounds so ridiculous that it could well be true.
0: Exactly. So, is that your final answer?
1: Oh, Oh, I'm really nervous now. (laughs) God. If I get this wrong, then... My ignorance is going to be beamed out to to the nation. <laughs> All so, right, it's my final answer, mainly because I want it to be true, because that would be really funny.
0: It is, in fact, true.
1: How can that be true so the
0: 1872 licensing act which by the way it specifically says this act does not apply to scotland which is hilarious um <laughs> so anything about drunkenness or drinking but
1: i assume that's because english and scottish law are separate and not because you know well the
0: thing is in 1872 you could they didn't have their own parliament you could have just like well, I'm saying that. That might not be true either. As far as I know,
1: they did not have the report. You've got, you've got four months Scotland and England law.
0: I should be, I should be checking these things before I make the sweeping statements, but I'm, <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a risk taker. What can I say? Um, but yeah, they, for some reason, this just, this particular licensing act did not apply to Scotland. So every person found drunk in any highway or other public place, whether a building or not, or on any licensed premises shall be liable to a penalty not exceeding level 1 of the standard scale and on a second conviction within a period of 12 months shall be liable to a penalty not exceeding level 1 on the standard scale and on a third or subsequent conviction within such period of 12 months be liable to a penalty not exceeding level 1 on the standard scale so level 1 on the standard scale as of the recording of this podcast is 200 pounds so you can be fined 200 pounds for being drunk in a pub so the scale exists so that the government can just change the scale with inflation rather than going through every single act individually and changing the money. Because the money in the act originally was something like, it was in, in shillings and sixpence and et cetera, et cetera. So it was not money that we even use anymore and makes a lot of work for the government to have to go through every act they have ever created. Mm-hmm to have to change the amount.
1: That's really interesting. I did not know that.
0: I didn't either. Um When I read it, I was like, what's standard scale? What scale? And it's because then they can just change the act that has the scale in it and say, okay, well, inflation has now increased where, I know, 20 pounds is not really a lot of money for anybody, so let's put up it to... Uh. Hmm. So, this week's is the one that I did promise I would look up. So, within the city walls of York... It is legal to shoot a Scot with a bow and arrow as long as it is not a Sunday.
1: I'm going to say false for that. Okay. Well. That's my guess.
0: Find out next time on Case Dismissed. All
1: right. On that note, I'm off to get drunk in a pub.
0: Well, if you do get fined, don't say I didn't warn you. (laughs)